Well, hello there, ladies and gents. Welcome back to the Backlog Breakdown. I'm your host, Josh, and with me here today is my co-host, Mr. Nathan McKeever. How you doing, sir? I was I was going to go in, man, but <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I, I was like, I was going to be like, I, I had nothing. I should. Oh, you know what I should have done? I should have been like, hooty hooty hoo, floop floop, digging a boom boom. I'm glad to hear you're doing but, so well. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> been a good week. Yeah, I know. It's and- been a good one. <laughs> well, here we are. We're a week into 2020. And you know what they say about 2020? Yeah. That hindsight is 2020. I don't know. Anyways. Does, uh, this, does this mean that we're living in the past? Are we living in the past? That's what it was. That's what it was. I was going to talk about how we're living in the future, but it's gone now. now so it's gone. This is it's th- it's a vapor. It is. It is just like the previous thirty-one years of my life. But anyways, <laughs> Ooh, I don't know why. That's I, grim. <laughs> that is so grim. I've got another. Dude, uh, I had I had to sort of like pull out my Gen X card today. <laughs> And some kid, somebody said, okay, Boomer. I said, listen, I'm a Gen Xer. And I said, don't even throw that nonsense at me because my nihilism will destroy you. (laughs) You don't even know. (laughs) My generational despair will just like, like I will open up my chest and it will come out like a beast will just emerge and like destroy you. It is not my fault Uh, that you don't know how to count. But anyways, uh, uh, no, but seriously, how are you doing a week into 2020? I, it's it, been like, dude, I haven't talked to you since last year. It's crazy. It feels like. It's wild. A new decade. Seven days ago. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Those always get old mm-hmm. super quick. Yeah. Um, uh, dude, uh, things are good. Uh, you know, work is not so crazy. Oh, good. Um, good. Yeah, Let's I mean it's it's definitely like what happens is like the the with the parcels and everything like it it cranks up and it gets pretty wild and then it drops down but the the high water mark is always like a little it drops down but it never drops down to quite where it was before. Okay. Um, okay. And so it, you know, it's just like we're we're still busy and stuff but it's it's much more manageable now. At least it feels more manageable. We had uh we had a girl Short version, we we hired a couple of people, and the one girl, she didn't even make it. Like, I think she came in on her second day by herself and was like, I quit. Um, or just, like, called them and said, yeah, I'm not coming back in. <laughs> uh, but she was the, hired during the December rush? Well, and that, that was the, the worst part. Like, they were supposed to hire these people back in, like, September or okay. October. Okay, yeah. And... They didn't start until like they they came in for their shadow day mm-hmm. mid December, and yeah, I was like, "Okay." No, by the time they get through all their training, I said, nice. "Christmas is going to be over." I said, "This is worthless." Yeah, like, and then so the one girl, she like I said, she lasted a day, if that, Oof. and the other girl, she lasted like two weeks, and then she came in yesterday, and uh, the one supervisor. Pfizer was like, uh, yeah, you're going to be carrying blah, 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 blah. And she's like, no, I'm not. I quit. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, dang. Like, I mean, like, you, you know, and it was, I don't think she was like nasty about it or anything, mm-hmm. but I think it was just like, I can't do this. It was like, yeah. And I was like, well, you know, and we were just talking about it. like the job isn't for everybody. Um, right. But, yeah. Yeah. 
work is sort of regaining uh sort of a a normal pace yeah um nice yeah so we're we're doing all right we we had some really nice weather the last week okay um so that was cool but uh, so what is that i'm curious what is nice weather what do you mean by that 50s no rain okay okay cool like i mean it was warm enough that i could just wear like pants instead of like all the stuff yeah yeah we're just kind of like i think we're sort of in a oh interesting little uh sort of like rabbit trail uh i got megan ticket to ride for christmas Uh yeah Uh, and we had never played it before so we we sat down the other night and played it uh that game is uh between two people it's like it's okay it's fun Mm -hmm. But I think when we throw like a third, a fourth, and a fifth player in there, it's going to be bonkers. Yeah. And I'm going to get like cutthroat and mean. <laughs> uh, and I'm I'm super looking forward to that. Um <laughs> It's one I've only played it I think twice, maybe once, but I I remember walking away from it being like that it's actually way more complex with with a bunch of people, it's more complex than it feels. Because like I was so focused on my own little railroad that I was building that I didn't realize what everyone else was doing, and it's like, oh shoot, like they just totally wrecked me um, because I wasn't yeah. paying attention. And so, yeah, I'm sure once you throw in some more people, because we played with like five different people, um, but I can't remember if we played one game or if we t- played two. But anyways, it's been quite a while since we've done that one, but it's a good one. yeah it's like and it's it's fairly like it's not terribly it doesn't seem terribly didn't seem terribly difficult to pick up so, right yeah um, yeah we scheduled a game night with some friends nice here in the next couple of, this, this week or whatever and so yeah but how are how are you guys doing how did you guys ring in the new year uh by hanging out at home <laughs> and nice. uh, i did actually make it to midnight but everyone else was asleep by then um, I think I was just vegging. I wasn't really doing much of anything. Um, it was kind of just like a, a whimper. Because I remember, I, I think I was sitting on the couch watching YouTube on my iPad. And I heard some some fireworks outside. Because we have some kids up the street who always pop fireworks uh, whenever the yeah. occasion calls for it. And they had been occasionally popping them all evening long. And so I was actually really surprised. Like one of the reasons that I stayed up, that, that's what it was, is because... I figured my kids would wake up because they're literally like five, four or five houses down and they have some pretty strong fireworks. I mean, you know, relatively for, for having, for fireworks being illegal, (laughs) I would consider it pretty strong, you know, pretty loud bangs and pops and stuff, which I don't care. Like I'm fine, you know, whatever, just don't hurt anyone but whatever don't hurt anyone don't burn my house down exactly exactly I totally get it you're having fun um you know legality whatever (laughs) i know that's weird but what anyways um wait you have laws in texas we have a few but if you come and enforce them (laughs) then you have to have a duel and so you just work on your your quick draw skills and you'll have no problems it's pretty sweet Um, i like it yeah just go to the saloon and, and practice pretty often and you'll be okay uh, that's what tech, that's what all of Texas is, especially Austin. Um, anyways, um, after kicking a tumbleweed and coming back home, no, um, 
So I was expecting the noise to wake up my children and they didn't wake up. So after, you know, like 10 minutes of, okay, of the fireworks at midnight and them not waking up, then I'm like, oh, okay, I guess it's safe to go to bed. So we didn't really do anything for New Year's Eve. We just stayed in and chilled. Um, but it has been good. The reason I asked how the weather was, what nice was to you is because the weather has been very nice here as well. Cause it got down to, you know, got down to, because we're in Texas, um, around like forties for a little while for a few days. Um, and we kind of got used to that. And then it went back up to like mid to high sixties into the like mid seventies over this past weekend. And so that was like okay. gorgeous. So we had to get out of the house. Um, I told you in the pre-show, like we went to a state park here with some friends and hung out there. Um, saw a cherry tree. Yes, saw a cherry tree. It was it was pretty cool. <laughs> um, but the thing is, we have really bad. Austin is known if you know Austin at all. Um, it, we have very bad allergies here and cedar has been extremely high recently. If you just Google like Austin cedar pollen, you can watch videos of just like the trees. It looks like clouds of dust and it's just like cedar pollen going everywhere. Um, so cedar is crazy. I usually don't have allergy issues, but for the past few days, if I'm outside for more than like 10 minutes, I'll start sneezing like crazy and my eyes start itching and it's super annoying. So anyways, earlier today, we had planned, um, that we had been planning for a few days that I was going to grill some chicken. So I got off work. I've, I've been feeling fine all day. I got off work, came home, started up the grill and just started sneezing like crazy. And I'm like, oh shoot. Um, cause obviously, you know, grilling, it's going to take, I don't know, a couple hours or so. Um, maybe not that long, but you know, start to finish. It takes a little while. And I'm like, I have a podcast to record tonight. Like, this sucks. <laughs> I literally <laughs> was outside grilling. I sneezed so much, I gave myself a nosebleed, um, which awesome. is weird. Like, that has never <laughs> happened to me before. Um, so, and it's and it's oh not like... Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it, it's not like I really felt very bad. I was just, like, really sneezy and, you know, itchy eyes. So, you just don't scratch your eyes because it's only going to make it worse. Um, so that was super annoying. Uh, but anyways, all that to say is, I don't know. I don't even know where I was going with that. Allergies have been very bad. Was the chicken good? The chicken was delicious. So I'll, I'll, I'll go into it. We had, um, we actually decided to brine the chicken in pickle juice and it was really good. Um, my, my grilling I'm not a very skilled uh, grill master, and so it's kind of hit or miss. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to get it down, and so some sometimes are better than others. And this was one of the best that I had, that I had actually ever done because I I don't know what you call it, but you you know you smack you you flatten the meat before you throw it in the marinade, T- tenderize T- it. There you go. There you go. You um, take the hammer and you go. Exactly. There are terms that you can use that are inappropriate to call that. And so I was trying really hard not to say that. Um, so now, I was throwing. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. You're making it so hard for me not yeah, to say it. Yeah, exactly. So sorry. I this apologize. Is just demonstrating our juvenile, mm-hmm. infantile. Well, I was literally thinking about that, like while I was while I was tenderizing it, and I'm like, "What is this called?" Like, I can't. Cause this just sounds. Anyways, so anyways, 
Um, yeah, and then threw it in the pickle juice and then added some salt on top of that. And then it turns out we ended up doing stuff with family. So um, we didn't end up, I didn't have enough time to grill. I We had planned to grill like two days ago and it didn't end up happening. And so it's been sitting in the brine for a few days, which I know oh, is wow. not like the best idea. Um, but we were just kind of like, well, I mean, what else are you going to do? Um, and so, and, but it turned out really good. Like I was, I was... I was on the fence up until we finished the first piece, and I was like, yes, this is delicious. Maybe a little on the salty side, but I thought it was fantastic. Anyways, um, mm. that's enough about my uh, grilling. But but I would recommend, if you've never tried it, uh, we eat pickles a lot. The kids like the little mini pickles. Um, are you sweet, or are you guys uh, sweet pickles or dill pickles? I I don't discriminate. I like pretty much any kind of pickle. You disgust me. <laughs> Um, but, but it's just dill because Samantha only likes dill. Um, there are, mm. I, I say that there are some sweet pickles that I'm not a fan of, but like bread and butter, I'm fine with bread and butter. Those oh. they're okay. Um, if they could see my face, <laughs> um, I mean, I don't, it, it does depend on context because like, what are you going to do with a bread and butter pickle? You don't put that on a hamburger, like heck to the no, uh, you got to go dill when you're adding it on. I don't know anything. I mean, if you're putting rel, I don't like sweet relish. I don't get why they make sweet relish. It's like relish has to be dill. There are monsters in this world, Josh. <laughs> there are evil men and women. In general, I'm not very picky. Um, but yeah, so I went total dad today. I was outside grilling chicken and I was drinking Miller Lite. Um, oh, so yeah, I well know done. it's weird. It's re- I'm, I'm actually polishing one off right now too. We had, uh, the same friends that we went to the, the state park with, um, over this weekend, uh, the, one of my really good friends, he has a friend who does, who tailgates at the UT games, it's the university of Texas, big school here mm-hmm. in Austin. Um, football is huge here. I don't care about it, but UT football games are huge. And so he, he runs these tailgates at UT. And so my friend was telling me, he was like, yeah, he gives me, he gives me a ton of the leftover beer and it's all like light beer. And he's like, if you want any, like, seriously, you can have some. And I was like, I mean, I'm not going to turn down beer. It's not good, but I mean, you know, if it's what there is. Miller Lite is the only, is one of the only sort of like non-craft beers that Mm -hmm. I will drink. I, you know, in comparison, so, so, okay, I'll I'll get there in just a second. Sorry. Um. So when we were leaving, uh, you know, he he, it was actually in the back of his in the back of his van. He gave me these beers. So he opens up the back of his van. He literally has five twenty four pack cases in the back of his van. And so he's like, just take it. Like, just leave me one, and you can have whatever you want. And I'm like, oh, well, wow, okay, that's way more than I than I expected. And so I got a few cases of Miller Lite and then there was a case of Coors Light. So I oh. got home and I broke open one of those and I was like, oh, this is bad. Like this, this is, this is hardly drinkable. Like, like Coors, Coors Light is basically water. Well, it has, it, it has a weird, it has a weird flavor to it. Kind of an off, not so malty sweetness that that was just weird and i was like i chalked it up i was mm. like maybe it's just because it's not ice cold because you know like light beers you're supposed to drink them ice cold because uh, they're nice and refreshing um 
you know, because that's just what light beers are. Um, so I'm going to try it again when it's cold, but, um, comparing Coors Light and Miller Light, Miller Light is so much better. So mm-hmm. anyways, fact of the day, Miller Light is better than Coors Light. Take it, it from gets, me. It gets a tentative thumbs up from Josh <laughs> and Nate. Yes. On the like, scale of Like if there's nothing beers, else better to drink there, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, exactly. So I'm totally dadding it up today. Um, but anyways, that's enough about <laughs> my how, how about we roll dumb. into something that's actually delicious and nutritious mm, and beneficial? Mm, yes. The backlog report. Yes. What have we beat down this week? That's a good question. Um, since I've been running my mouth for a little while, what have you been into? Sweet. Uh well Nader Tots, uh, okay. Nate underscore McKeever. Oh, I haven't really done a ton of gaming, uh, mm. and we'll sort of get in. I've been trying to do one of the things that I'm trying to sort of change this year is I want to do a lot more reading than I did last year. Um, okay. So I've just been trying to, over the course of the last week, just read more. And so I did take a day uh, within the last couple of weeks or two to sort of chew on Persona 5 still. Mm-hmm. And... I'm like the it's it's the particular palace I'm on is just frustrating me because I just want to be past it and I haven't been able to move past it because of story reasons. Yeah. And so I'm just frustrated. But once I get past it, I'm closing in on the end. My gameplay canon relationship is Anne and the protagonist. Okay. Um, Okay. Out of all the potential love interests, I, Mm -hmm. I sort of, I cheated I was like, Uh-oh. you know, it, I, I looked ahead and saw what, what they all were. Oh, and I was like, gotcha. well, she seems like, Anne's nice. Like, yeah. honestly. And she's like, <laughs> she's like one of the first people you meet. And so there's just like, it's, she's the easiest. I, I, I In hindsight, I kind of wish I would have just gotten that all out of the way from the get go. Okay. Um, But, you know, it, yeah, I'm in November in the game or whatever. Okay. October, November in the game. And I just wrapped that that arc up and i'm like eh. and i've seen other people get it done by like june or july oh, or wow. something, like very early on in the game um so there was kind of like oh, all right um so there's that i i, I still like the game i mm-hmm. i really do i think uh it the more i play it the more i'm like yeah i think i'm gonna like pull the trigger on persona 5 royal at some point wow okay um, i i just there is something understated about these games, like the Persona games in general, that I just enjoy. I yeah. really could care less about the like teenage drama simulator crap, mm-hmm. but the the like and out of all the Persona games I played, five has like the best combat. Yeah, um, like they introduce some new damage types that are really kind of fun and cool, um, and I just like it. Uh, so. Still playing through that. I wanted to have it done before the end of the year. And then I was like, oh, I've got like, you know, I could probably plug like 30 hours into this and beat it. And it's like, I got 20 hours into it and I still have th- three freaking palaces to get done. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, well, but, uh, and instead of pulling a game from like the stuff that I've sort of drawn up, I decided that, uh, because all the other stuff on my switch is pretty much JRPGs and juggling two JRPGs at the same time. Uh, 
I'm just not man enough for that. Yeah, so it's, it's not a great idea. But we'll get to that. Oh no! <laughs> uh, so uh, it's a game from. Uh, I I have a couple different lists this year, um, but I I booted up Ori in the Blind Forest and I've been nice. playing through that. Okay, and uh, I really like. I had played around with it a little bit. Like I had sunk maybe an hour or into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've I've got two or three hours into it at this point in time, and I'm like, this game feels really good. I'm glad uh, I'm playing it on Switch. Um, so that's what I've been playing as far as what I've been reading. And again, this is sort of where uh, I hopefully over the coming year I'll be talking a lot more just about what I'm reading. There's I've been revamping some of just like my different reading structures and things. Uh, like I'm trying to implement some stuff, but. Mm-hmm. A few years, about three or four years ago, uh, Megan, for well, I think it was the Christmas right before we moved. No, it was the Christmas we moved into the house. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, so it was like three, four years ago now. Uh, anyways, there's that six volume ESV readers, uh, the ESV readers, six volume set, whatever. It's basically a Bible in the readers format. It comes in six volumes. There's cloth bound and leather bound. Uh, Megan got me the leather, like they were on sale for like 200 bucks or something like that. Mm -hmm. Normally they're like 700 or something stupid. Um, but it was like when they first came out and there was a website that was running a sale on them and I really liked them. And, and long story short is like, she ended up surprising me with them and I've, I've had them for several years and it's like, I'll pull a volume down and I'll read through some stuff and I'll put it back. But like they scare me because they're really nice. It's almost like impractical to own books that nice. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you don't want to use them. But anyway, yeah. so I went to Crossway, the publishers. They they have several reading plans and I picked one and uh, I picked just the one that's all the way through. And I've decided that I'm basically going to split it up. Uh, right now, the way I'm reading it is I'm going through the Pentateuch, the books of poetry and the gospels and mm-hmm. Acts. So, nice. and then and I'll be reading through those. And then when I'm done with those, I'm going to start into uh, whatever. I think it, it's the books of history and then okay. the prophets and then uh, the epistles and revelation. So like, and I'm just, I'm, you know, so I'm getting some old Testament, I'm getting some new Testament um, and we'll go from there. And uh Yeah. Uh, so that's that's like the big thrust of my reading is that, um, especially now that I'm sort of done with all the the required reading for the diaconate stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a giant pile of books, and at the top of this giant pile of books is Anna Karenina by Tolstoy. Uh-huh. Um, and I sat down and I probably read it for about half hour, forty five minutes last night, and I really okay. it's it's surprising how engaged like here's the thing. The reason I picked this book is because I used to love, I love reading in general, Mm -hmm. but lately my reading has been pretty like popcorn fare. It's like a lot of like sci-fi and fantasy fiction. And there's nothing wrong with those things. I don't want to like throw, throw shade at anybody. And some of that stuff is really good. Uh, But I just wanted something like a little meteor, something that I would have to wrestle with a little bit. And uh, the, one of the podcasts I listened to the booking the one, those guys kind of like Anna Karenina almost come. It's like one of those books that just comes up like every other episode. And so I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to read this thing. 
and I'm I started it. I'm like a like a chapter or two in, and I'm like, uh, this is really engaging in a way that just sort of like caught me off guard. So mm-hmm. there's that. And, and then, of course, this year, uh, since I sort of flaked out on it pretty hard last year, I'm picking up the Institutes again. And uh, so been reading a little bit of the Institutes uh, again, uh, in addition nice. to just sort of like little stuff that I'm picking up. Uh, and just to give our boy a, a, a bit of a shout out, and I already told you, but uh, Paul Lytle wrote a book uh, for based off of the characters in his Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Uh Dyson Jury. It's mm-hmm. a free plug, Paul. Uh, well, that's not free. I expect my check. Um, <laughs> uh, but he he wrote a book. He's written several books, but he wrote a book. Uh, uh, I think it's called The Halloween of Ground or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But he wrote a book, independently published it and all that. But uh, I got a copy of that. And so that's, that's awesome. That could, that's in the same pile with my... Uh, my copy of uh, Tolstoy's Anna Karenina. So great literature. I'm expecting great things, Paul. Um, but that's really, like I said, I, I, I'm sort of trying to just read a lot more. Uh, and my memorization, just for to sort of close out, uh, wasn't great over Christmas, wasn't great even last week. But this week, um, I've already, I like, I was in it Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So, and I'm just going to like try to just take five, 10 minutes a day and just sort of chew through that stuff and just dedicate it to, you know, getting that stuff, uh, getting caught. Like I'm going to basically say January is a month to get caught back up. Mm -hmm. And after that we pick back up with, with the program. And so moving forward, like February, you know, I want to be chewing up like a section a week um, Mm -hmm. and adding that to my repertoire. So that's intense. Yeah. Well, I I figure, you know, go, go big or go home kind of thing, but we'll get there. So, but that's what I got. That's awesome. That's awesome. I dig it, dude. Okay. Well, so my report, um, I can't remember if I mentioned this last week, um, when we did our little bite size, sort of, you know, two bite episode. Um, but I went ahead and finished Bloodborne. Um, I made the distinct mistake of finishing Bloodborne um, because, of course, in a game that autosaves, you can't go back. And and so I can't access the DLC unless I go through New Game Plus for a good, you know, 60% of the game in order to, to get back to that. Which, honestly, after going back and forth between the end of the game and the DLC, I, I think they kind of expect you to go through New Game Plus. Because the DLC is way harder than the end game. Um, oh, it's 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 rough. Like that. That's why I went back to the main game. Is because it. Once I started playing the main game again, I'm like, okay, this feels better. Like this feels doable. <laughs> it's not as uh, it, it, it's not as demoralizing as uh, as the DLC was. So um, anyway, so I beat Bloodborne. And I'm setting it down for now just because I don't want to have to go through another New Game Plus run. Although, that said, it's been like a week. Because I want, I think, if my timeline is correct, I think it was actually after we recorded our last episode that I was like, oh, I'm going to play some Bloodborne. And then I ended up beating it. Um, and uh, 
it's even that's what I was going to say is even over the course of the past week, I'm like, I kind of want to play it. I kind of like, I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just the way that my video game playing has been over the past month and like just being used to like, okay, I'm going to play some Bloodborne. Um, but there's parts of me that's like, ah, but I want to again. So, uh, but anyways, I have set it down for now. I'll go back to it eventually, but probably not. Honestly, probably not the, this year because, well, we'll talk about kind of what this year has in store. So, um, Set Bloodborne down for now because it beat it and went ahead. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot to to bring it. I, again, I, it's escaping me. I don't remember if I mentioned it last week, but I played through a Kirby game. I think I just said that I was going to play through a Kirby game um, so that I could finish out the year at minus 25 in Backlog Golf. And I did that, and it was fun. Um, it was Kirby Squeak Squad. It was a good time. Um, I love the pixel art in the game. It was a nice breezy affair, especially after Bloodborne. It was good to just kind of like sit and chill with the game for some that time. That sounds like a very different vibe. It, totally. Way different. And um, the, the story was almost the same as Bloodborne, though, because um, the story in Kirby is he's eating a piece of cake and it gets stolen. And so he's off to find the people who stole his piece of cake. The entire game it reminds you multiple times that he is just trying to get his cake back his strawberry shortcake he's just trying to get it back and that's basically what bloodborne is about um just getting your strawberry shortcake back exactly you know the hunter is just he's he's upset what can you say and he just want my cake he will go through i want my cake and i want to eat it too that's how you feel the entire time you're playing bloodborne but anyways (laughs) That's so that and, and the, Josh's kind of hot take on, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can yeah. tell in the title too, Bloodborne and Kirby Squeak Squad. You know, they're the same game, basically. Just one's handheld. Um, so I started Persona 5 because I'd been wanting to play this game, but I wanted to, you know, finish up Bloodborne first. And uh, so I'm still early on in the game. It's all kind of on rails. I, I don't really have much freedom within the game. I just uh, got on in my party. So so she went through here, a little transformation thing, whatever. Um, I will say, you know, just being early on in the game, I am impressed uh, f- with a number of things in this game. First of all, you hear this everywhere. If you've never played this game, this is one of the most stylish games you'll ever play. I, yes. I I expected that going in, but it is ramped up even more so than I had expected. Like, and here's why is because I played Persona 3 and Persona 4 and I was like, okay, I get how stylized it's going to be, right? I mean, those games are pretty stylized, but no, this one is way more like the whole like bold lines in every, I mean, it, it goes over the top with its um, style and, and I love it. Like, it's great. I, I'm really enjoying um, just the presentation of the game because I'm still early on in it. The other thing that's impressed me is, man, is it dark. Like, yeah, the first kind of story arc you're already dealing with very, like, similar to, like, Silent Hill 2, although not that uh, depressing, um, you are dealing with some very heavy topics 
and some th- some very messed up things are happening. Not in the bloodborne sense of like nightmarish messed up, but messed up in the sense of like, oh, like there is legitimate abuse going on, both physical and it's inferred sexual as well. And it's like, what? Like, especially as someone who's played Persona 3 and 4, 3, one of the big things in Persona 3, and I really, uh, you know, Persona 3 is my favorite Persona game. Um, the key theme of that game is death. And so it's a dark game. Um, and then four, it feels almost night and day different because it's, it's much more bright and cheery and about friendship. Um, even though it does, it does have some pretty heavy things in it as well. But, but by and large, I mean, you know, persona four, the main color you see all the time is yellow. You know, it's, it's, it's just a much more bright game. Um, so I was expecting more of that just because persona four kind of like, it just got really popular. Um, and so five takes it, it feels, um, more Shin Megami Tensei, if that makes any sense. It just feels darker. It's it's pretty grim. Uh, you know, I think even in some of like the character design choices that I've Uh noticed, it feels a little more adult. Like there's, yes, yes, that's it. There, there's a lot of, it, it seems to me just where I'm at in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the themes are about people abusing their power. Yes. A lot, the, like the theme of like men abusing their power over women okay. sort of keeps rearing its head Oof. in subtle and not so subtle ways. And it's not like, but there's just sort of um, like, there's just some of that sort of note now that i'm like now that you're sort of like talking about it now that i'm thinking about it, that note sort of gets that gets hit a good bit okay um and i don't know if that's like an intentional theme or if i'm just sort of mm-hmm. reading into it but it just sort of seems like a lot of story beats are about that yeah so okay it might be like one of the big themes right yeah which uh, yeah like you i mean i think you hit the nail on the head when you said just more adult because like these are high school characters but they feel more they feel older more mature than the cast of persona 4 if that makes sense yeah um the and maybe it's just in the designs yeah maybe you're right because persona 4 is a little bit more chibi looking i don't i don't know i don't know what it is um but i'm just surprised that you know three hours in you're already seeing this stuff like it didn't it didn't ramp up to it it's like this is the the very first story arc is like it's like yeah so body suits uh, yeah man so i'm i i'm enjoying it like it i stayed up a little too late uh or at least later than i had kind of like planned to stay up last night just because i was in the throes of that story it was the story that had engaged me and so i'm like mm-hmm. whoa I, you know i, I want to see like i want to get to a, a good kind of stopping point before i set it down for the evening um so anyways persona 5 good time um and then i i went ahead since i beat kirby um, I did a ba- uh, draft on our for our patrons uh, just to see what I should play next on handheld, and lo and behold, bravely second won out. Um, uh. Yeah, so that's what I was saying. Like, maybe not such a great idea to play two JRPGs at the same time, but I'm doing it. It's happening. Um, and I mean, I'm at the beginning of both games, and so they're both like you. You can make progress pretty easily in in both games. So it's not in the, 
drudgery is is way too strong of a word but i mean you know kind of towards the middle of a jrpg is usually when you're having to grind a little bit or or you've kind of already gotten the rhythm of the game down and so there's not too much new that's happening that's what i'm afraid of with both of these games although at the same time they're probably going to come at very different times because according to howlongtobeat.com bravely second is only like 30ish hours something like that compared to you mm. know persona 5's like 90 <laughs> so um anyways uh i'm i'm enjoying bravely second it's still just in the very beginning um, it's reintroduced a character from the first game. So there's a little bit of connection with that. Um, I'm stoked to see where it goes. It starts off and like your main character basically just gets beaten to the ground by the bad guy. And so it's like already there's like this menacing evil in the world. So like it hits the ground running in that story as well, even though it's, it's more comical, I guess, definitely more lighthearted. Um, but I mean, we'll see where it goes. I'm still, I loved Bravely Default, so I'm stoked for what Bravely Second has. Um, as far as reading goes, I have just been reading slash listening to, uh, you mentioned kind of popcorn reading. Um, I, I don't want to go too far into it because I, I, well, you guys know I will talk. Um, but I will just say that from some of the things that I had heard about the latest Star Wars movie, I am not going to see it in theaters. I don't care enough to see it in theaters, um, even though I've enjoyed, I enjoy Star Wars How in general. How dare you? Uh, y- yes, yeah. I mean, again, maybe this will be like next Re- Real talk, real talk. Uh, I haven't watched the last two Star Wars in the theaters. Oh, okay. okay. I have not seen episode eight at all okay okay um i saw it twice and i had very different experiences with it the first time i did see it in the theater because i had movie pass and so it's like yeah sure like why not um and then i watched it at home with samantha and i was just like oh this movie's really dumb (laughs) like there's lots of things in this that doesn't make sense anyways um so i decided i wasn't gonna watch this new star wars um, I got into some spoilers and I'm like, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it, I'm perfectly content not watching this movie. Um, so that's all I'm going to say about that. So I got interested in, okay, what good Star Wars stuff is there out there? And the Thrawn trilogy was recommended to me. So I listened to uh, the first book in that trilogy, Heir to the Empire. Um, and I'm digging it. Like uh, Luke Denner and Mark Fromey. Yeah. Of the podcast that is of the Arrow 204 podcast. Uh-huh. Is that Arrow? Yeah, Arrow 204. Whatever it was. They, they don't make a podcast anymore, boys. Get no. with it. No. Their last get one back, was great, back. though. The, the last episode. Yeah. That was a great was episode. Was that with us? Yeah, it was with us. Uh, well, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, <laughs> duh. If you're going to go out, go on a high note. The, exactly. Um, exactly. So you can't, you can't be mad. Um, that's like their favorite though they constantly were telling me to read that okay okay nice and i I, but then they moved on to one of the darth lords or whatever so okay interesting well anyways um so yeah listen to that and i really enjoy it the thing that i noticed um especially with you know learning some stuff about these newer star wars movies um, is that it really actually felt like Star Wars, like because they use some of those same characters, uh, well, a lot of the same characters 
from the original trilogy because it is kind of a continuation of that and kind of like the aftermath um from episode six uh it yeah i i just i really enjoyed it 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 wasn't trying to be too bombastic and too big um but they introduce a lot of kind of cool characters and concepts and so i'm stoked to see where the rest of that trilogy goes but that's been speaking of star wars just quickly have you watched any of the mandalorian i haven't i have not i've heard nothing but good things um it's pretty magical dude okay okay i i will say and i could get shot down for this but you know what i don't care it's my opinion so whatever i'm sick of baby yoda memes like at first it was okay you know oh it's a cute little yoda but then it's on everything and i'm just like i don't like i don't care like okay there's a it looks like a gremlin after you, uh, after you watch the show yeah we, you know after you whenever that is no pressure i mean you should probably have already watched it by now but yeah. after you watch it yeah. come Fair back enough. and we'll reexamine your feelings on baby yoda okay okay we'll see we'll see cuz right now i'm i'm sick of them they're everywhere and whatever but yeah i guess i'm i'm an outsider anyway because i haven't seen it yet but uh sometime i'll get around to it eventually because yeah i have heard good things as opposed to um the mess that this new movie is is apparently uh anyways so that is what i have been reading and that's i mean that's basically my report so um i do i am trying to finish up the institutes um, but it's no longer as high of a priority. I'm, I can't remember where I am in the book, but I'm, I'm a good like 80% done with the first book of the two book. volume set. Um, so, uh, I, yeah, it's slow paced, but I am reading that occasionally as well when I can a few times a week. And then the Valley of Vision as well. It's, well, with the Valley of Vision, I don't read more than one prayer in a sitting, you know, and I think yeah. through that and pray about that as well. So that's slow going intentionally, um, but that's also something that I'm no longer like trying to hit every single day. It's just like, okay, if, you know, if I if I think about it, it's, it's just no longer as high of a priority to me um, yeah. as I'm kind of looking yeah. at 2020. Um, but then Did- what's up? I was just going to say, uh, I, there's a prayer in there. Megan posted it the other day, but it's my, mm-hmm. it is singularly my favorite prayer in that entire book. Um, it's called the deeps. Okay. It's my favorite sure. one. When you come across it, uh, you, you may have already read it and maybe it just didn't strike you the way it did me. Um, and that's mm-hmm. fine. But the deeps is one of my favorite prayers. Uh, like I said, Megan posted it on Facebook, and because uh, we read it the other night uh, as part of family worship. Nice. But it's uh, it is singularly like I said, like every time I crack open it, I actually keep the ribbon marker there because I like it so yeah. much, and I'm just like, I'm just like, I just want to read this one over and over again. Yeah, um, yeah, dude, that's awesome. But that's awesome. I dig it. Um, and then I've, as far as memorization goes, it's been more of the same of just like maintaining what I have before moving on to more. So that's slow going as well. Um, but that's about it for my report. 
Cool. So cool. Cool. So that's cool. 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 Self reflection, a look back. That's hindsight in the year 2020. But okay, All right. sounds good. Let's go. Okay. Bye. Whoa. I mean, maybe some people would be like, hey, under an hour. Yeah. Uh, Are they gone yet? Are they gone? If they're gone, okay. (laughs) So, topic. Mm -hmm. Topic, topic, topic. What is our topic, Josh? Today we are podcastineering. I like it. I like it. So, we are visioneering the podcast. Casting. Casting a line out to the pods for vision. For visions in the pods and the casts. <laughs> oh, vision goodness. pods. Casting our vision pods 101. So learn a thing or two while you're here. Something like that. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> in, in a non-nonsensical mm-hmm. um, manner, uh, we're, we're going to be sort of uh, looking ahead. We're, you know, it's a new year. Uh, so, of course, we've got some... Uh, what are they resolutions not uh mm-hmm. the ones that every other reformed podcast in the world are talking about um but <laughs> no, uh, jonathan, jonathan edwards, edwards. resolution yep. <laughs> yeah we're we're not going to be talking about those those are good those are fine uh and everybody else is talking about them so go go listen if you want to hear about those go somewhere else uh but we're going to be talking a little bit about some of the resolutions we made um uh, some of the games that we're kind of looking at, maybe trying to tackle this year, uh, and just sort of laying out some of uh, the groundwork for some of the stuff that we're in some of the ways in which we're going to, I guess, try to grow the podcast a little bit. I mean, there's some stuff that, uh, you know, we've bounced back and forth a little bit. Uh, so that's, that's what we're going to be tackling. Um, do you have a preferred order here, Josh? Uh, no, not really. I I jotted some thoughts down just so I wouldn't forget them because you know I tend to ramble a little bit. Um, but no, I don't have. I I did not. I I didn't cast that much of a vision of how our episode was going to go in in terms of the different uh, structure. That's the word that I'm looking for. You fool of a talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fly, uh, you fools! Fly, you fools! <laughs> um. Oh man, we're just That's how we need only... to open an episode one day. Gandalf. Ooh, <laughs> that that would be a good one. <laughs> a podcast Fry is never you late. Fools. A podcast. It's podcasters are never late. <laughs> they start when they are supposed to. Exactly when they mean to. <laughs> yes, that's that's Um Okay, sorry. Oh boy. Um, so just, well, why don't we just start with the resolutions part and we'll sort of like chew through that. Um, so your, uh, your bite size that you did on sort of organizing and sort of task management, like goal management, task management, Mm -hmm. 
a daily planner that you've been using on that system sort of inspired me. Uh, I've basically sort of readapted the uh, the bullet system. I'm I'm going okay. to be re-implementing that in 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 ways that hopefully will be useful for me. But uh, I let me see. I'm going to count them here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have seven goals. Okay. Now some of these aren't as maybe tight as they they ought to be for the coming year. Yeah. Um but uh you know I I feel like just setting like benchmarks. Um so some of them are physical. Actually most of these have nothing to do with video games. As far as video right. games like I my 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 goal this far this year and and I have some games that I want to try and tackle this year. But um I, I really sort of like, as much as I enjoyed backlog golf, I, I really do feel like there were times when it sort of got away from me and I was playing way too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just, that's just a personal sort of thing. Uh, anyways, like just throwing it out there. So yeah. I wanted to do more reading and I've already talked about this a little bit, you know, with the ESV reader, uh, Anna, Karenina, uh, the institutes, I have a pile of books sitting beside my bedside that I'm just going to try and like chew through like a chapter or two a night, uh, most nights, you know, just read, like I'm trying to like, well, I'm, I guess I have eight things or whatever it is because I'm trying to okay. get to bed most nights earlier, like nice. get into a better sleep pattern. Uh, so I want to do more reading and there's an article that, uh, I think TGC published about being more intentional. Uh, if I remember, I'll pull it up. I'll shoot you the link and we can throw it in our show notes. Uh, but it just talks about some ways to to read better and to read more comprehensively. Um, so physically, I want to get uh, around or below 200 pounds this year. Uh, I, would, okay. I dropped a bunch of weight. Uh, Christmas came, uh, the cookies came, and mm-hmm. I came mm-hmm. and I saw and I ate those cookies. And um, conquered. I conquered those cookies. cookies. So I I packed on a little bit more weight, but my goal is to get down. I'd like to get underneath, like if I could get down to like 195 and sort of be consistent there, I'd, I'd, that'd be good. I'd be happy. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, As far as physically, um, you know, referencing our, our boy, Paul Maxwell, my goal is for the year, I want to increase in 25 to 50 pounds in each of like just you know in each of my uh the th- the big 3 and so i have okay. my per- the the new personal records that i set a couple of months like about a month or two ago and i want to up those by 25 to 50 pounds by the end of next year like nice. the memorization is sort of a a given like mm-hmm. I, I definitely need to um but I just want to make sure that daily devotions and family worship are a priority this year. Yeah. Um, that like, that is that the days that those don't happen are the rare exception versus like, yeah, you know, just because we had fallen into a pattern of not being super consistent there. So I want yeah. to really hit on that. Like I said, memorizing Galatians, I'm going to do it this year. I'm going to go at it hard. I'm not going to make like, and you know, this is going to be like a top tier sort of thing. So mm-hmm. if I'm starting to lag behind, there are other things that are just going to get dropped off so that I can redouble my efforts here. Uh, yeah. I want to, this year, I want to draw more. I want to write more. I want to sort of engage some of that more creative stuff 
in, in an analog capacity. Uh, I spent mm-hmm. a lot of last year, like I said, playing a lot of games, consuming a lot of really good material. And I feel like the consume create balance is sort of out of whack with me. Okay. And I want to write that ship a little bit. Um, I'm going to be looking at maybe possibly doing our first t-shirt, maybe just playing around with some stickers, you know, maybe make some swag. I don't know. Like, but I just want to engage in some of the more creative stuff. And then finally, and I've mentioned it before, but, uh, Megan and I have, uh, Dave Ramsey's, uh, financial, one of his financial books in the, the, the workbook. And Mm. listen, for basics, I think Ramsey is really good. Um, yeah. you know, it's just, we're, we're going to come back. We're going to basically use that to recalibrate our budget to sort of get on a plan, figure out what we want to be doing with our money and sort of just like tighten the belt there a little bit and just be smarter, pay down some debt, work on establishing better credit. Um, you know, things like that. So, yeah. uh, those are, are my resolutions for the year. Those are sort of the things that I want to do differently. Uh, and I have. Mm like some notes um like play games when the important things are done like i very much want those to be sort of a back burner issue yeah uh, like you know all my days off instead of sitting in front of the tv i want to chunk out an hour or two of like doing some more of that creative stuff or doing some more of that reading i'm gonna be putting money back for the ps5 so mm-hmm. stuff like that but you know there's yeah um so yeah sidebar did you see the logo reveal that was just that just happened at ces the the ps5 logo reveal yeah yeah i mean it's it's on brand it's exactly (laughs) the same that it has i saw it all over twitter this evening before we started recording and i'm like why is anybody surprised it's the exact same thing like it's just a five instead of a four instead of a three like instead of a two what yeah (laughs) yeah okay Um, i mean but you know what though like like, i'll be honest i think like it's a pretty I think with that sort of branding, that logo or whatever, uh, they they kind of struck gold. Like they kind of nailed oh, yeah. it there. No, so oh, it's it, it makes a heck of a lot more sense than uh, than Xbox's naming conventions. Um, <sighs> and you know, Nintendo's just weird. The Switch works. Wii U is just we. I mean, okay. There's, so there's, you had the Wii, and then you had the Wii U. Yeah, and the thing is they really didn't have anything to do with each other. They're right. just like, I mean, this is a use, Wii U. They use the same controllers, but then like we, the whole idea of the Wii was like multiple people. We want to play. So then a Wii U means like lots of people, but just, just one person, like that kind of goes against itself. Also step back. Like if no one knows what you're talking about, you're literally saying Wii U, like Wii U that sounds stupid. It sounds dumb. I love the, I love my Wii U. I love my, the console. Nintendo has not been great. Like, let's dumb. just like quick quick sidebar. Nintendo's naming conventions have not always been really great. No, no. GameCube. I love that console. Might be one of my favorite consoles of all time. It's GameCube. Yeah, it's a dumb name. Well, if if we're going there, I think Xbox is a dumb name. Um, it's Xbox, just what, Xbox is like super cringy edgelord crap. Exactly. It's like exactly. Fucking Xbox. There's dude. an X on this. Yeah. Exactly. So, it, it's but, extreme. Yeah. And and PlayStation 
like now that I've been with it for so long, it sounds cool, but honestly, like it's a play on workstation. Like you're not working on this. You're playing on this. Like, Ooh, okay. So, I mean that, that, that feels very, it's kind of lame too. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that they have held fast to PlayStation, PS2, PS3, PS4, PS5, I, I agree with you. Like just ride that out. You know, it works because like, you know, Vita, PlayStation Portable, I mean, that those haven't been as successful. I mean, not as long lasting, I'll put it that way, because they, they were, they had their own successes. Um, yeah. Vita so anyways. life and they killed it. Yeah, that is ironic, isn't it? I've never put that together. That's a good point. Um, anyways, anyways, um, those are some good goals. Those are some good goals. I, I dig it. So my goals, and I'm not, I'm not necessarily going to listen. So uh, I've, they're kind of broken up. I have definitely set some goals for myself for this year. Um, and like you, they're not, I don't really have any video game, go- uh, not any. They don't crack my actual list. The way yeah. that I, I view video games is as a form of entertainment, you know? Well, I mean, it's something we talk about all the time on the podcast, so you can go back and listen, you know, to previous stuff to to, to hear kind of our, our philosophical ideas on where video games sit. Um, but that said, like you're talking about, it is more of kind of like a reward for, it, it's play, right? So you, you, you work well, you play well, like you, you like to say. So it's not a priority to me that I need to finish certain games it is for this year i'm going to plan out what i want to play and what i want to get done but they are not going to take priority in the same way that my actual goals that i'm setting to become a better husband a better father a better provider a better follower of christ those things take priority that i'm going to be intentional about Video game, the priority of, of vi- the, the idea that I have for planning out video games is like, these are the games I would like to play, and these are the ones that I'm going to put before other games because I've heard that, you know, they're some of the best yeah. games. So, like, when I have the time, this is what I'm going to play, um, which, is, which has been cool to, to plan that out as well. But kind of my main priorities for the year are, are projects on bettering myself and and putting my family in a, in a better position and things like that. So, um, mine, I do actually have (laughs) taking a look at my list. Most of my goals are financial. And, um, that is because my wife is pregnant. (laughs) We have a third kid on the way. (laughs) And so, um, as the provider, as the financial provider, um, for our household, like that puts some, not stress, but it definitely makes me kind of reevaluate um, where we are as a family and like what is needed. Um, so one of the, for instance, one of my goals is to buy a bigger vehicle because right now our main car is a minivan. In, mafia. Exa- that's probably going to happen. <laughs> um, we did have a, a minivan when we were first married, funny enough, but we got that one for free. Um, so yeah, we'll need something that can fit three car seats. Um, so that, that's one of my priorities is, you know, 
to buy a car like that. But in order to buy a car like that, you need to have the money to buy a car like that. <laughs> and so, you know, thinking through like different ideas and things like that. So a lot of my goals, um, I say a lot, probably half the goals that I have for the year are geared towards how am I going to make money and how am I going to set myself up now to be in a better position down the road as my children yeah. get older and things like that. So, um, so there are those things. Um, it's funny because, you know, I'm going to school, um, school starts up this week. Yay. Um, to better myself for the future, to put myself in a better position, uh, career wise. Um, but that's not necessarily a goal because in my mind, it's just like, well, that's going to have to get done. Like, I'm going to prioritize school because I'm paying to go to school. Um, so I guess it could be a goal of mine is just like, hey, finish, you know, the spring and fall semesters. But I mean, like, that's just going to happen anyway. Like, my goals are more like things that I'm introducing into my life. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not going to necessarily go through all of my financial goals, but it does mean some changes for the year. Um, but I do have, you know, you're talking about like being more creative. I, one of my other goals is to, to write and record some more music. Like I haven't done that in a, in a while. Um, I say that like, you know, at work, I'm mixing a lot of the time I've done recordings at work. I say work at the church uh, for other people, but I haven't written in a long time. And so that's something that I want to, um, really get better at. And so like that, yeah, that's one of my goals is to, is to write music this year. Um, there's, um, uh, <laughs> yeah, a bunch of financial stuff. Um, I do have some so spiritual many financials. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, yeah, just because it's not been a major in choosing a career path. Okay. So I work at a church. My career path has not been the priority for me in choosing a career has not been financial typically within my life. <laughs> I wanted to be in the music industry and then I'm then I ended up working at a church. Like neither of those are very um are going to make you a lot of money and I knew that when I decided to do them. So uh it I'm kind of like not necessarily reorienting myself but thinking of ways trying to to put things into motion to where I can, you know, better provide for my family is basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, so I have a lot of those goals. Um, in terms of spiritual disciplines, the one thing that I want to, I can get better in so many different ways. Uh, you know, there's room for improvement in so many different areas, but the spiritual discipline that I want to focus on, at least right now that I have written down that I'm planning to, to do is prayer. Like, it's kind of pathetic if I added up all the, you know, the time that I spend in prayer or the time, you know, even, you know, is time necessarily the metric you want to use for prayer? I don't know. But at the same time, if, if you, I know that I ought to be praying more, that that's what I'm going to yeah. say. Um, you know, and regardless of how hyper Calvinistic you may get, like we are commanded to pray. It is good for us as Christians to pray <laughs> as well yeah. as I believe, um, you know, that just communing with God is, is yeah, it's, it's helpful in so many different ways. And, uh, I know I ought to be doing it more. Um, but like talking even on this podcast, I tend to get sidetracked pretty easily. 
So really, one of my goals is to to cultivate the spiritual discipline of prayer more. Um, and so that just means intentionally setting aside time, structuring more how I pray. Uh, and I say that, I just mean like having bullet points, you know, what am I going to pray for today? Kind of a thing, as opposed to, um, you know, uh, spend, you know, 20 minutes in prayer. Okay, well, I can do that. But then if I'm being completely honest, 15 minutes, I'm going to be praying for myself because I'm a selfish person. <laughs> Dude, just something that I've started doing, yep. and it I don't know if your church but uh, does this as well, but we print out prayer requests on okay. our bulletin. Okay. And what I've done, and, and I'm sort of constantly sort of tweaking the way that, but the way that I'm sort of engaging it now is like, we have a bunch of different sections. Like we have some for church families and some for like missions and stuff like that. And I just pick one of the categories. And if there's like two or three, like, uh, you know, for health concerns, I just pray for everybody on the health concerns, like out of one of my prayer sessions, like one mm-hmm. day a week. Yeah. I just, everybody on the prayer, everybody on that list, like if I know them specifically and I know the things that they're sort of struggling with, then I pray for that very specifically. If not, I'm just like, you know, sort of entering in saying like, Lord, I don't know this person. Um or I don't know the situation, mm-hmm. but uh, y- you know what I'm saying? And totally. it's like, dude, that has really taken out a lot of the the guesswork for me. Yeah. Y- you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. because now it's like, I can like, well, what should I pray for? And then I've been adding things. Like I- I've been praying for Pastor uh, Wang Yi uh, yeah. and that, that whole situation. Um, and, you know, I pencil that that stuff in and I have like a few, and and then like just... Occasionally, like, I'll just be challenged to just pray for my friends, like, and different dudes I know. And, and so, uh, yeah, I just, it's something that helps me. I, like I said, if you, if your church doesn't do something like that, then it might not be. You know, that's a fantastic idea. Um, we don't, because of the size of the church, we don't print out the requests, but as a member of staff, we do, it, it is center, like every Sunday for all the prayer requests that we receive it is sent to the staff. We do have a staff prayer time every Tuesday that we invite the congregation as well to come, but you know, it's, it's in the middle of the day. So you come during your lunch if you want to. Um, so we have a dedicated prayer time for um, all the needs of the congregation and uh, it is sent around to the staff. So I, I have access to that list is what I'm saying. So yeah, that's yeah, a fantastic and- idea. Um, just like pick, say like I love I'm it. gonna pick five or six things off this list that just pray pray about for a few minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, dude. It's, I love it. Thank you. <laughs> you're <laughs> that's welcome. a great way to that's a great way to throw that in there. And um, let me just say too is that with these goals, um, there there's kind of two levels. Is that like listing out these goals um, for the year, you know, I, I talked about in the bite-sized episode is like, I'm trying to tackle a few of them each quarter, um, for something like this, which is something that I want to make more of a habit as opposed to necessarily a, a goal of like hitting something and then going back to normal. Um, this is something that, you know, that I want to change about myself in general is to be in prayer more often. Um, so there's actually like kind of setting the goal and what I want to do and then there are like the practical steps in reaching that goal. And so for me, mm. one of these things is setting aside time, like creating a morning routine because 
mornings are just better for me. Um, I mean, I can stay up late for sure, but usually by the end of the day, I, I, I'm ready to wind down as opposed to yeah. feel like I have to do five. You know, it, it just mentally, it's it's more burdensome for me if at the end of the day, I feel like there are more things on my list that I need to get done. Um, I would rather wake up and hit the ground running and be like, okay, yeah. I need to start plugging away at these certain things. So um, for me, for something like cultivating prayer, it has been setting a morning routine and in that morning routine, including a specific amount of time for prayer. Um, so like, yeah, the congregational prayer list is is a fantastic idea. I'll slot that in as well. Um, along, well, the prayer time that I have in there, um, include that in there. So that's, that's great. I love that. Um, yeah, it, I mean, the other goals that I have are, um, I have a bunch of work goals that I still need to iron out those. I haven't just because I've been off work for a little while. Like this week is the first week, the first full week back. Um, I took a bunch of time off at the start of the year as well. So, um, I need to kind of sit down and think through a lot of the goals, but I do have a few already kind of in mind. So there are those as well, but, but in general, I mean, that, that's kind of what, I'm going to be working on in 2020. Like I said, I mean, it's kind of like being an old man, you know, like, I don't know, just being more responsible. <laughs> I made these children, so I should probably take care of them. Um, Whoa. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, guy. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just playing, but. I know. Um, yeah. So that, those are my goals for, those are kind of my general goals for 2020. Um, Going from there, did you want to roll into what 2020 looks like in terms of games or what did you, where did you want to go from here? Uh, let's, let's take a couple minutes to talk about some of the games that we intend on playing, uh, in, oh, in the coming year, which gives me an opportunity to sort of plug one of our favorite apps. Yep. Uh, cause I'm going to be pulling it up. Well, actually I'm going to pull up, uh, we were texting back and forth. Uh, this, as far as designated games go this year, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but we only have two that we're intending on playing so far. Now that, that could get bumped or shuffled around, but, Mm -hmm. uh, Resident Evil 2, the remake in March. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think Wesley's going to do that with us. Um, that, that is the plan, right? Yes, it is. And so we do, you know, our horror game is in October. But for this one, for Resident Evil 2, we're moving up to March because Resident Evil 3 is coming out in April. Mm-hmm. So this is a chance to play through the Resident Evil 2 remake right before the Resident Evil 3 remake comes out. So that's the thought process. And in October, we're going to be sort of dipping into, eh, it's spooky, but it's it's it tends to be, I think, a little more suspenseful. But uh, we're going to be visiting a personal favorite of mine, Bioshock. Yeah. Um, so that's what we're going to be dipping our sort of dipping into in October or Bioshocktober, uh, if you I will. I love it. Yes. Uh, we've got some stuff that we're sort of t- tossing back and forth. We're debating about um, depending on where we land with Persona 5. We might mm-hmm. do a Persona 5 sort of deep dive. Uh, let's see. Bloodborne uh, is definitely on the palette for us to talk about, like on the, the somewhere in the the episodes for us to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, 
potentially talking about uh bravely default bravely second okay and, okay uh uh octopath traveler um oh that's right because that one's on th- your these, list these are all things that we've sort of like bounced around a little bit here's one that people may or may not be excited about but uh one of my goals is to play through and beat breath of the wild this year mm. um and and we'll get and if i do that because i've already sort of like come around a little bit on the game mm-hmm. i would be interested i think it would be interesting to sit down and sort of hash out some of that a little bit mm-hmm. um so uh there's some stuff like those are games that as far as the podcast goes that we're sort of looking at maybe throwing in the rotation and, and chewing up and sort of working through um we did potentially talk about red dead redemption but mm-hmm. we you know that might get thrown out for another year another time because i just got like a bug sort of yep. you know in my ear about that and i was like oh i kind of want to play that but um i'm going to pull up uh, my personal list at this point in time. And like I said, uh, I'm using this to, I'm using GG to track this, uh, to sort of keep record of this. And I'm actually considering keeping record of all that, like sort of running a, a, a sort of a personal backlog golf and just sort of saying, okay. this is the stuff I bought this year, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I have, a, if I'm going to do that, I need to get on it soon because I've already picked up a couple of games. nice basically new year kicked up and i was like uh yes uh so (laughs) i have i have a list yes um and i have 16 games on the list right now okay um i might and some of the some of these are fixed and some of these might get booted but right now um and this is in no particular order per se but I've got Zelda Breath of the Wild on here, uh, Sekiro, Octopath Traveler. I want to go back and potentially Platinum uh, Persona 4 Golden. Uh, I have Dragon Quest Eleven, the Definitive Edition. I bought Fail Seal, and I want to play it. Uh, Dragon Quest Five on my 3DS or DS or whatever. I have it. I want to play it. Um, Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel. I decided mm-hmm. to, we, we may have talked about this, but the, that whole uh, trails in the sky. I decided to just skip that. And I'll like, if I'm interested okay. in sort of like, okay, just, I don't like, it's, it's sort of like my time is at a premium and I just, yeah, I'm already kind of meh, uh, indivisible. Cause I bought that and I love it. That's basically sort of seems like a love letter to Valkyrie profile. And we all mm-hmm. kind of know how I feel about that game. Uh, <laughs> Bioshock. Uh, I have the Tokyo Mirage. Mirage. Mm, talk so good. It's okay. To- it's a stupid name. It's such a dumb name. It's a dumb name. Tokyo dumb name. Mirage. I get what they're trying to do. Sessions. Hashtag Effie. Yeah. Sharp Effie. Sharp Effie. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and I just have to ask, do you know why it's called Tokyo Mirage Sessions? No. No. Okay. So the, this was supposed to be the, the Shin Megami Tensei and Fire Emblem crossover that was announced for the Wii U, you know, like when yeah. the Wii U was announced. I mean, that's the version so, I have. I'm thinking yeah. about getting the one for Switch, but it comes out like next week anyways. But dang. Um, so Two weeks. Shin Megami Tensei is SMT and this is TMS. They flipped it. So it's uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. 
sharp fe for you know fire, fire emblem. emblem so instead of cross it's sharp because it's all about music um so i remember when i finally caught that because i'm like this is the dumbest name and then, and then i was like oh i see what you're doing this is still a really dumb it's name. a really <laughs> terrible name uh, anyways um yeah i'm yeah, yeah no it's it's it is what it is it's such an awkward <laughs> mouthful um yes vagrant story I want to go back and Ooh. I have yet to, I've never beaten that game. I realized that. And so it's like, that's one of those things that I have it on Vita. I have it on PS3. I'll, I'll figure at some point in time, I'm just going to chew through it and just finish it. Like, cause it's, it's one of those games that like, I enjoyed the mess out of it when I was playing it at one point in time, got sidetracked, mm-hmm. never came back to it. And I'm like, it's just, it's like a bit of a cult classic. So I want to come back to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last story, the last story. It's like one of the two standout. Like it's like one of the two standout RPGs, and I just said that twice. But uh, on on the Wii, it's one of the two standout. Three times now. Jeepers, cats, boom. <laughs> talking so great. But it's it's sort of it's one of these high mark games on for the the original Wii, and um, mm-hmm. it's an RPG, and I have it, and I want to play it. So I'm going yeah. to at some point. Uh, Tales of Symphonia is on here. I have uh, the the PlayStation 3 version. Uh, mm-hmm. Darksiders War Mastered Edition. I just really like Darksiders. Okay. Um, okay. I really enjoy that game. And there's a part of me that sort of wants to go back through that. Um, that might get bumped. And then Resident Evil 2, okay. the remake is on here. I have a another list of what i'm calling the short list and it's it's games that are under okay like a 12 to 15 hour mark so stuff that can be in like one or two sittings uh i'm not gonna read through the whole list because it's there's 26 games but some lists of note uh okay some games of note vanquish is on here um moss is on here orient the blind forest is on here uh you know stuff like that celeste um brothers is on here so it's like some of these shorter experiences that i can just sort of chew through uh so i'm i'm seeing i'm seeing what i just have to ask uh there there's one there's a glaring omission in the short list that i was expecting to see um are you not planning on playing through Link's awakening uh oh you know what that probably fits within the short list criteria so I was, I just didn't know where to put it. But now that you've brain. Now that I've called you out on the Now that you've dogged me out in front of everybody. (laughs) um, Man. Anyways, so there's, uh, I mean, there's some stuff on there like, uh, and there's stuff that I've, I've been cultivating like a list of games to pick up at some point in time. So, okay. uh, Like I said, uh, sort of one of the things that I'm I'm really going to try to do is I don't want to buy as many games this year throughout the year. Uh, and I was doing pretty yeah. good. And then we bought the, the VR and I just went hog wild and it just sort of opened the floodgates. <laughs> um, but I really, I think this year, you know, especially sort of considering this, this last sort of Black Friday holiday sale stuff, I don't like, and, and we, we talked about it a little bit pre-show, but uh, I, you know, Parker 
backlog golf and and you sort of this is this is actually i'm sort of stealing your words here but backlog golf and then our conversation with parker really put a couple things into perspective for me and then sort of coming out of this Mm -hmm. last like uh black friday sort of holiday season sale stuff i'm like you know what like there are i i didn't buy a ton of games at full price like i i I still tried to be pretty Mm -hmm. savvy savvy and picking stuff up but I think what I'm going to try to do is limit myself limit myself to no more than two or three games on release day and say if you okay. buy like two three games on release day you need to just cut yourself off and everything else can wait until it goes on sale or and you know there's a lot of stuff I'm just putting it on arbitrary sale like so that that's sort of where I'm just like I want to do like I think you can build your backlog wisely by yeah. sort of like pumping the brakes, holding out for sales. And I would even say like, if, if, if something comes along like throughout the year and it's like, let's just say that I'll give you a, I'll pull up a, again, using GG here, I'm just going to pull up a list of, uh, I call it the preciouses. My preciouses. <laughs> um let's just say okay outer worlds is on my list or onanaki um those are two fairly high or persona 5 royal might actually be because i kind of want that steelbook anyways okay yeah um my like i'm setting like just sort of arbitrary goals i'm saying like if i can get outer worlds like don't get me wrong i think it's a really good game but if i can get it for 30 bucks that's a pull the trigger moment for me um, yeah. Onanaki, like if I can get that for 20 bucks, pull the trigger kind of moment for me. 25 maybe. Okay. Uh, I've got some stuff on here. Like I've got the, the new Star Wars game. Like, yeah. 30 bucks. That's, that's a $30. Like if I see it for 30 bucks. Okay. Uh, on here, I have Hollow Knight Silk Song if it comes out this year. Ooh. Uh, that will be a day one. Dang. Like if that gets a release date, like I'm done. Like, pff, like, it, it, like, it, like, I will throw money at them. Like I will rob old ladies and throw money at them if I have to. (laughs) That's terrible. And I shouldn't say things like that, but it's a joke. People relax. Um, (laughs) There's other stuff on here though. Like I have the Darksiders Genesis and Doom. Doom Eternal is is kind of hard for me, but I'm like, eh, I really liked Doom, but I think I would be hard pressed to buy that game day one. I mean, as much as I enjoy that, there's enough other things on my slate that I'm like, I'm definitely going to wait for a deal on that because I, you know, but so it's, uh, it's stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, totally. And, uh, I think I just want to sort of maybe this year, keep track of the things that I bought and sort of just, uh, it's that sort of the, the little bit of Twitter wisdom that, uh, Paul Maxwell sort of dispensed is what is measured is mastered. And, um, or what I think what he said is what is measured is managed. And, um, yeah, I, you know, I just want to start keeping track of things like that and sort of, because it's so easy to let that stuff, you know, go all willy nilly. Anyways, that's sort of like, right. I, I've already been talking too long about that. So Josh. <laughs> no, that, yeah. Um, so I made a list as well. And uh, I was trying to keep it. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> oh, that was awful. 
It's pretty. He just sent me a picture, everybody. Like you need, you need to put that in the show notes or post that to Discord or something, and say this: these are the things that I afflict. That and the Norman Reedus and the magical fetus. Those need to oh, go. Did in- I never do that? Oh man, I don't know. I need to do that, but they need to go into the Discord, and people can see the ways that you torment me. <laughs> the memes that I torment you with. I mean, they're, uh, they're glorious. They're also horrifying. <laughs> um. Okay. Okay. Sorry, because I could easily get uh, uh, sidetracked. So, um, back on track. So, yeah, looking at over the course of the next year, um, taking into account backlog golf, I did also want to set a bunch of games that, like, these are the games that I want to play. These are the games that I want to focus on. Um, and so, my first thought was, okay, just one a month. Let's do twelve games that I want to play through this year. Well, turns out my backlog is way too big uh, to narrow it down to 12 games. So as I was trying to narrow this list down, I decided, you know what would sound good? Is 20 games. So I've got 20 for 2020 that I want to play through. Um, Mm. Whether or not I'll be able to do that, I don't know. Um, but this is part of the podcastineering. You need to have a cool phrase that you're going to throw out there and the, the pneumatic, mnemonic device, that's the word, uh, will help carry you through the year or so I'm told on January or the first week, week of January. Um, so a lot of these games are the games that I picked up with the PS4. I mean, let's be honest. Um, so I've, I've kind of got the cream of the crop in terms of the like because i haven't had a ps4 until a couple months ago i'm able to get some of the best of the system or at least the ones that i'm most interested in um so persona 5 is one that is on this list and that's why i started it um in addition to persona 5 i've got spider-man horizon zero dawn god of war and near automata Mm. because i've just you know that i've heard great things about all those games I'm very interested in all of them, so I want to tackle them at one time or another this year. Um, I picked up Celeste towards the end of last year, and so I want to play through that. It sounds like it's right up my alley, um, you know, with a heavy amount of difficulty, but it's a 2D platformer. um, But there are things that you can do to, you know, the way that it sends you right back into the game, it it sounds like a game for me, so I'm stoked to jump into that. Uh, Ease 8, Lacrimosa of Donna, um, I've heard really good things about that and I Talk have it on about switch awkward names. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, how do you pronounce any of the, the only words that I know how to pronounce are eight and of cause you know, Y S apparently it's pronounced ease. Uh, lacrim- What is a lacrimosa? I don't know. Is that a drink? Is that an adult beverage? I don't know. Who is Donna? I don't know. I'll figure it out when I play it this year. Um, so that's on the list. I threw Xenoblade Chronicles 2 in there because I've liked the other two Xenoblade games. Um, I've heard middling things about this one, so I don't know. But I do want to play through it because I've owned it for over a year at this point. And so I think it, it should have its time, have its glory day in the hot sun. Um, I'm excited about this series as well that I've heard lots of good things about, the Kaseki series. So mm-hmm. I do have both Trails in the Sky... Um, because I have it on PC and it has the um, speed up feature. 
Mm. I was planning on playing that as my next console game, but then I got Persona. Then Persona Five went on sale, and I picked up that. So Persona Five is game what I'm playing through over. now. But <laughs> so Trails in the Sky is on there. I also put Trails of Cold Steel because I picked that one up on Vita, and I think it'd be pretty simple to play through. It, I say simple; it's a big RPG, but it, at least it's handheld, so that's on there. Yeah. Resident Evil Two because we're planning on playing that. Dragon Quest Five that because, also is uh, on my list. Yeah, I need to finish it. Make, mm. Maybe we could do an episode there. Um, that's another game I've heard nothing but great things about. I know that you follow a character through his life, or no, 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 you follow a generation, right? Don't you follow a character and then you go to his son and then his son grows up or something like that? I don't know. Something like that. I've never that. played it, but I've heard great things. Uh, Wesley played through it last year and he, I think, Dragon- had nothing but good things to say about it. Dragon Quest V, I, yep. I, have a few hours into it, but Dragon Quest Five is like one of the ones that everybody sort of like the diehard Dragon Quest fans are like, this is one of the high marks in the series. Um, yeah. And so, so of course it didn't come to America in its original run, but of course not now that we do have it on DS, like I'm, I'm stoked to play through that, especially after playing through eight this year. Um, and you know, I'd like to play through 11. I don't own it currently. Um, but that's another one. Like, throw it on the pile of games that I want that are, you know, 60 hours at least. So, um, Dragon Quest V, Bioshock is on here because I'm finally going to get around, getting, get around to beating it this year because I've started it so many times before. Transistor, I love Bastion. Uh, Supergiant games are just great. So, yes. I'm stoked for Transistor. Um, Ori in the Blind Forest, mm-hmm. heard nothing but good things about it. I've owned it probably a good year at least now. So, I need to get on that. Um, Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D. I have it on my 3DS. I actually have it on Wii, um, but I figured it went on sale on 3D. I think I picked it up for like five, ten dollars new, um, something like that. It was a crazy good deal, and I was like, I am much more inclined to play it on a handheld than I would be hooking up my Wii again. So I picked it up on 3DS, and I want to play that. I also put Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze on there because that's another game that I've owned for a long time. I've heard it is a, a fantastic platformer. Um, I've heard it's difficult. I've heard it's it's basically the best Donkey Kong Country game. And so I want to play the game before it and play that one as well. I love 2D platformers, so I want to knock both of those out this year. Um, Metroid Samus Returns, because I've owned that for too long without playing it. Uh, Bravely Second, which I'm currently playing. And finally, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, because XCOM is the answer, except when it's Mario and these weird rabid creatures. Um, I've I've heard great things about that game. So uh, again, Switch handheld, it'll be. It's I'm much more inclined to play on a handheld because I can take it with me and you know play it different places. I can play it while I'm exercising, uh, which is nice. So that is my list of twenty for 2020 that I'm going to be focusing on this year. Um, you know, I like I said, I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to beat all of them. There are a good number of JRPGs on here. <laughs> and so it kind of scares me. But with that, um, it ha- you know, even just cutting down this list and taking a look at it, it has forced me to think through video games in a different way. And like you kind of alluded to, um, with Backlog Golf last year, is taking a look at video games 
from the standpoint of an investment of time and how long it's actually going to take to play through these games. Um, you know, I'm 31 years old and my time is short. The time that I have to play video games is not as plentiful as it was, you know, 10 years ago, I'll say. Um, you know, being a dad as well, I, I just don't have as much time to spend playing video games. And so thinking through the games that I have, because I have an enormous backlog, um, I thinking through when I'm actually going to find the time to play these games has helped me with backlog golf in deciding what games I want to buy as well. So this is kind of sobering because I have so many games of shame um, that really, you know, these games are what I'm going to focus on, but this is only 20 of my backlog. And like, I'm not even sure if I can do that this year, <laughs> you know, oh, because yeah. I have other aspirations. And so it, it's, it's really kind of caused me to think through my purchases as well. Um, because I like finding a, a deal on a video game, you know, I'm very tempted by PSN sales and now eShop sales on the switch. Um, but I, there's this, there's this extra level of like, okay, that's a really good deal. And it's, it would be great to add that to my collection, but do I really have time for it? I don't know, because honestly, I don't have time for it this year. And so am I, do I really want to purchase a game that I'm not going to play for another year like that? And, and cognitively acknowledge, I am not going to play this till next year. Like that's, that's been a bit of a hurdle for me. So that said, I haven't purchased any new games lately um, just because that's where my head has been at. Like this list has, has been enough of like a, uh, causing me to kind of rethink uh, the games that I already own because I, you know, I was gifted a ton of them at Christmas time. Um, and, and those are going to take up a good chunk of my video game playing this year. Yeah. So, um, and I think like, I hope that doesn't come off as negative. Um, you know, I'm making, I've made jokes about being a responsible adult, being a parent, uh, but it's not a bad thing to, <laughs> it, it, it to accept the truth about this hobby, if that makes sense, to to accept the truth about the time that I can honestly spend on entertainment and what I really ought to be doing with my time before I uh, indulge in entertainment. That's probably not the right word, but I think you kind of get what I'm saying is that because video games are no longer a, a priority, they, there are lots of things that come before video games um, recognizing that that they take a commitment and one in which I am no longer willing to um, allow for a mediocre experience um, or, or or something along those lines. So I'm starting to be a little bit more um, cautious. May not be the right word either, but a little more strict on my criteria of games that I want to purchase and hopefully end up playing someday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, I think, well, it's, it's just sort of being a little more discerning, a little bit, you know, sort of trying to be wise with the time. Uh, yeah. 
And I think too, even as sort of like cultivating, like one of the things, and, and, and I think just sort of moving into the next sort of like looking forward, some of the stuff that we want to be implementing. Um, mm-hmm. This is a year where I'm going to be reaching out and uh, we're going to be trying to score some, there are a few guests that we're trying to uh, get on the show that mm-hmm. if, if it all sort of works out, will be a lot of fun. Uh, be different uh, because I think part of it is I would like to sort of use this as a repository to collect some different perspectives and wisdom in regards to how we, we sort of engage this, this medium and how we, and how we use our time in, with, mm-hmm. you know, in video games, et cetera. And so, uh, so, and that's, and that's sort of where I'm going to leave that. We, we have some ideas for some potential guests and we're going to be reaching out and contacting people and trying to make some of that work if, if at all possible. Um, you know, some of it too is like looking at that top 100 list, you know, I wouldn't mind going through and just maybe taking like a couple of those, uh, that might be a little bit more accessible that I haven't played. And I've like, you know, and again, I don't have the list. I don't have the list pulled up or anything. But at some point in time, uh, one of the reasons, like, yes, we want to build this list and cultivate it. But part of that is sort of like giving us uh, maybe the opportunity to look at games that we haven't dipped into, and sort of being able right. to, um, you know, balance that and and sort of tweak and and stuff there. Um, so there's that. Uh, as far as we've sort of mentioned it, uh, one of the things that we're looking at potentially sort of doing this year, I think, and I think we have mentioned it is, uh, for, for the patrons, uh, we're going to start trying to build a, basically a lending library. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, just, I mentioned it before I, you know, I want to sort of be engaging some of my more creative juices. So, uh, this, this year I might make, you know, make some time to, uh, make some stickers or some t-shirts or, you know, some sort of swag there. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. But I, I think one of the things it's like, um, not to get too far, but I, I would like to maybe explore uh, just as far as general sort of ideas go. I think it would be really interesting to explore what's the word? I don't want to say esoteric cause that's not the right word, but um, it, because it's very easy to sort of get into play this game. Don't play this game. This is what's good. This is what I liked versus maybe. And, and those conversations are good and I still intend on having those. Um, mm-hmm. But I think like, you know, and the, the sort of, try to keep this thing under wraps wesley proposed a very interesting topic to us that i really think um will be an absolutely fascinating take um and so it's like i i would i really want to dig into stuff like that and Mm -hmm. um, you know like i i want to play in those spaces a little bit more just as far as you know my personal preferences druthers etc it's it's oh geez i'm talking so etc it's it's etc i know but <laughs> how about you josh put you on the spot uh, <laughs> no i mean so you mentioned having guests on those are usually some of my favorite episodes i mean 
I love I love recording. It's this, it's all this right. Podcast in He's, general. This is if the truth comes out. He doesn't really like doing this. That's not at all what I meant. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, it's it's always it's always fun just to have you know other personalities on it and other takes. You know, so um, that's always a good time. So the, you know, continuing to do that. Um, and I I agree. Kind of maybe I'm getting old and jaded. I don't know. I mean, I, I love to talk anyway. I'll talk video games. We've got tons of, uh, episode ideas for different video games. Like yeah. we've already mentioned, we're definitely doing, uh, resident evil two and Bioshock this year. Um, so we'll have those episodes for sure. I'll probably do a bloodborne episode cause I loved it. And then, you know, th- there are tons of, even as we look at our lists for to, of games that we want to cover this year, uh, personally games that we want to knock out this year, there's some overlap there as well. So there's some potential for some of those games. If, if you didn't notice, or if you haven't seen our lists on GG, um, you know, maybe there, there is a lot of content here that's possible. Um, but I think also it it would be interesting, like you mentioned, especially with guests of having, um, some more ideas on, because this podcast is about video games, but it's also about stewardship. It's also about, um, making sure that we have our hobbies in the proper place in our lives. Uh, and so that's why I said, maybe it's just me getting older, but I am, uh, I, I do, th- I do see the podcast kind of moving in that direction as well. Additionally, if that yeah. makes sense, not just about video games. Um, maybe, and I mean, like, we've had I guess clearing out a little more space, games. like the idea of maybe, <clears throat> excuse me. Now I'm getting a little, but, to clearing <laughs> out a little more space for for those types of episodes where we have guys come on or gals and talk about their gaming habits and the ways that they're sort of like they struggle with sort of keeping this in the right place and then the the things that they've like <clears throat> man I don't know where that came from you transmitted your allergies it was me over the internet it was me I'm it, blaming it on you and now my eyes itch it's my <laughs> um it's my uh special power that's that's quite a quite a special power there guy uh, but yeah no the, the, basically sort of just creating some of like more a little more space in the podcast rotation for that stuff um you know yeah. and and just saying like hey you know because i think the 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 thing is those conversations i think are some of not only some of the most interesting but some of the most helpful and sort of you know i mean it's if somebody identifies with one of us or with you know one of the guys that we've had on here before that that's good and fine but the more voices that you have sort of speaking into wisdom the you know the more access you're giving people to that does that yeah uh, I'm yeah definitely probably sounding like a crazy person over here <laughs> no man you're podcastineering and i love it Oh my. <laughs> oh boy. Well, um I think we've sort of run the gamut on this thing. Uh Yeah. You know, but I I guess the one of the big takeaways is I would really just for anybody who's still listening at this point in time, like I'm excited about what the the coming year holds and it's not just sort of like mm-hmm. a, hey, I like doing this thing. It's like no, I I really want to try and make this like the year that we sort of uh i and i think not to say that i i th- i don't think that we've done this anyways but um 
It, it's very easy. I, what I've noticed is that in the video game podcast space, it's very easy for podcasts to become samey. And, and not to, mm-hmm. to denigrate, I love a lot of other video game podcast content, but I feel like we just sort of our natural inclinations and sort of, we, we can offer something a little, and, and I guess it's time for us to sort of carve out our little niche, niche sort of. Mm-hmm. And I think like this is an area where um, I'm, I'm interested in exploring that. So sweet. Well, I'm stoked. Um, but you will have to wait another two weeks to get more of that sweet, sweet content. Because like you said, I think we've, we've finished up here. This has been a look at, this is podcast engineering 101 of vision casting what 2020 is going to look like, but to actually engage with that um, is, is what is to come. And you will see in the coming weeks and months and years ahead as we forge a new path, I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway. Fly, you um, fools. <laughs> what I'm saying is that you have finally reached the end of this episode. But almost. like we always like to mention, almost. These are, that's true. That's true. You're almost there. This is the, the home stretch. The finish line um, is in this, sight. <laughs> this has been the portion of the podcast where we have, have given our thoughts and ideas um, but if you have any thoughts and ideas for us, you have any comments or questions or anything, you know, if we've kind of hit a nerve with anything that we've, that we've said, uh, we'd love to hear from you. There are tons of ways that you can get in touch with us. Uh, you can email us at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com. Uh, you can join our Facebook group, the hashtag Backlog Book Club on Facebook. You can tweet us on Twitter. Our handle is at bbdowncast. You can join our Discord server. There's a link for that in the description. I was uh, speaking of the Discord server for for people who are interested in sort of maybe mm, yes, uh, sort of talking about some of our resolutions and sort of in, engaging in sort of hopefully encouraging conversations and sort of just developing better habits for this coming year. There is a channel specifically devoted to that in our. I think I called it onwards and upwards. Um, yes i love that yeah and so Fantastic. yeah i just anybody who who's looking for like a place to hang out and maybe talk about some of the ways that we're trying to just get better at things and and offer just encouraging insight like hey it's there so come hang out with us or not it's your call i guess <laughs> i i would say we have a surprising amount of conversation in our discord uh, relative to the amount of people that are there indeed like, we I love having it on my phone and, you know, checking it throughout the day and, and chatting it up. So it's a good time. Uh, I would highly recommend if you're interested at all to join the discord server and check it out. Um, if you wanted to reach out to us personally, there are tons of ways you can do that as well. Uh, PSN, you know, N- Nintendo switch code, what, I don't know how you're going to get that. Um, just, but just reach out to us and ask us, you know, DM us, whatever, but on Twitter, Facebook, GG, I generally go by it. Broccolope, that's spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E. Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. Um, if you like what we do here on this podcast, we would humbly ask you um, to rate the podcast, review it, you know, give us some feedback. Um, hopefully you're subscribed if you're listening, but if not, then go ahead and subscribe and share it with people. 
Um, you know, what are some other ideas? Can you think of any of your friends who might want to join in on this, these discussions on these conversations about video games and stewardship? Um, and then we also do have a Patreon as well. Um, just think of it as a digital tip jar. If you want to leave us a tip, um, you know, we'd enjoy that. It goes towards things that we have, uh, you know, like our giveaway that we just did. Yep. That was from Patreon money. Um, should we do stickers and, and t-shirts or whatever in the coming year, that'll be from Patreon. Um, if you just want us to keep doing the podcast, uh, then our hosting fees will be coming from Patreon. So, um, if you want to support us in that way, we'd love it. If not, then like I said, please share with your friends and, uh, you know, reach out however you can. So thank you for listening to another episode, the 41st official episode even you know we've had tons of other little ones but yes official um so do you have any parting thoughts nate before we we head out into the ether of 2020 well uh, given the fact that it is rather late uh i will pass along this little nugget of wisdom sometimes mm-hmm. the godliest thing you can do is get a good night's sleep oof that that is good that is probably something that I need to put into practice a little bit more often. But until next time, you guys keep beating down your backlogs and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. Yeah. Good night. Boy.